morning, good evening, good afternoon. As long as it's all good, we'd like to welcome you to The House That Happens, sponsored by Shoeys Bar and Grill, the only place to be in suburban Etobicoke, and a place where we're going to support Anthony Fuhrer for mayor. How my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. And we're here for the iconic, insidious, and insane things that bring us continually back to this wonderful, wacky world of sports. How you doing, bro? Not bad. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good, considering that I'm now... We should be, full disclosure, we are recording after 11 yes, on a Friday, Friday night, night um, which is good because I'm done work, and uh, I did have some discussion with people at HR and bosses today because it was a feel-good thing about how we get through life, and I said, they said, what would make you feel feeling good about things, Cruz? And I said, when I retire in nine months, I don't have to deal with any more of these humans that I'm dealing with every day. Oh, boy. <laughs> now that I got that it. out... <laughs> <laughs> However, I said, well, you know, don't you want to have contact with humans? I said, I got Andrew Milani. Oh, I appreciate it. I said that. I mentioned if you like your name because you're on the podcast. And I, I think I mentioned my dog, <laughs> which he sometimes is better than most humans. But let's get away from that because I don't want to just start the show off being the complete hater I am. Well, I mean, we're not going to get the show off to a positive anyway, since we're going to be talking about our Toronto Blue Jays that lost another game, this time to uh, the bottom feeder Oakland A's at home, no less. Oh, okay. So let's just, like I said, to end the week, and I'm trying not to be the hater that I am. And I want to go back to the tape because I'm going to say this already. I think I've said I think that Eric Swanson will be the closer by September, or at least there'll be a, a, a modicum of yeah. like... Because Romano, and I've got him on my fan, fantasy team, so he probably killed me tonight. How many runs he gave up? A couple? Because he had One earned run in one inning. Ugh. Yeah. You know what I no mean? No strikeouts. No nothing. Just yeah. just another day at the office, right? Ugh. You know what? Another another L for Romano. Oh, you know what's really keeping us in, though? And we're going to discuss this in, in a second because it's good, bad, or ugly. Because someone came back to me with the expression, uh, and we'll deal with this in a moment. They go, well, if someone had told you... Uh, Back at the beginning of April, that they'd be tied with the New York Yankees going into July 1st. Wouldn't you be happy with that? No. Uh, thank you very <laughs> I much. I want to be ahead um, of the Yankees. Thank you. That's what I thought. <laughs> That's what I mean. And just because they're terrible, too, doesn't matter. But what I'm going to no. get get at is I didn't I didn't I didn't get to see the box score I didn't see what was going on I thought it was nice that we had a couple of games against Miami where we righted the ship. You know, so mm -hmm. to speak, but I was still not jumping uh, completely back on the bandwagon in this sense that uh, we had three different games. We had three different lineups at second base and shortstop, yep. which drives me crazy. And what was our shortstop second baseman combination tonight? Did you know? Uh, Merrifield Bichette. Oh, Bichette was back in. Yeah. Yeah, I know he wasn't going to put on. And Merrifield, to his credit, he is starting to look settled in at second base. Okay, great. Then the next game, I see him almost miss a ball in left field. The very next night, because yeah. Bijou's at second base. With, that makes no sense. Because Bichette, no, Bichette was there. His dad was a second baseman for ten minutes, wasn't he? Bijou. Yeah, his dad went. Okay, from, that's fine. Yeah. That good for dad. Kevin, <laughs> you should be playing first base or corner outfield. Okay, so this is what I'm not saying. So why didn't they put Bijou in the left field and keep Mario at second base? I don't base understand that. That that's, sounds like overthinking it. Ah, so now we're getting at this is why the team is driving me nuts. John Schneider and Mattingly. And you're not going to coach this year because it would be complete failure. If, if And that's like, as I've heard some other talk out there, there's been other scuttlebutts about, like, could John Schneider lose his job? That'd be insane. Yeah. Like, insane, no matter what went on. There was a lot of changes here, and some of those will have to be attributed to Atkins and Shapiro. 
So you know what I sure. mean? You can't. We just can't bail out on Schneider this quickly because he doesn't know what lineup he's going to have three nights in a row against a team like Miami, which is a much improved team, by yeah. the way. And some of the bats just haven't been there. Springer, he's still his OPS is seven twenty three. Vladdy, he finally got a home run at home tonight, which is good. But I mean, we need to see more. We need to see more. Okay, so let, let's get back to what I said a long time ago when you tried to tell me about, I'm going to give you some of the Milani mystic um, myriad of moments okay. that you have given to me about this team that we're going to think about. One of them is the great Brandon Belt acquisition. He's been solid. Okay, how many at-bats has he had? So first of all, he should have uh, more at for the time that he's on there, but he's been very, he's been very hot and cold. But he hasn't been the left-handed bat that we are. And sometimes, did he play tonight? He did. Was he the DH? Uh, yeah, he was. Okay, so he was in They the put other... him in the three-hole, which I thought was a weird decision, though. I think they should leave him in the five-hole. If he's going to play at all... Five or should... six, yeah, yeah. five or six. No more bringing him up, because that's another thing about this ball team is we haven't had a consistent batting lineup lately with the juggling. No, so, you know no. what I mean? Honestly, I, th I think they should... There, there should be a juggling of the lineup. I mean, you got to stick to it. To a certain point, I, I think I think you should bring Merrifield up. He's he's been getting a lot of contact, there, so he should be number two. Um, I would put him honestly. I I think about leading him off. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'd so move Springer to the three hole. I'd have Bichette hit Bichette second, Vladdy hit fourth, yeah. and let him Chapman see where five, Chapman yeah. five, and then Belt six. Okay, yeah. I can I can handle that because I'm of the belief the last three sticks in this lineup aren't going to hit nothing anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's just, I'm sorry. I don't yeah, need I mean, to be like, negative, well, Varsho, but Yeah, I mean, like, Varsho's your seven. Uh, well, I mean, even if, if Kirk's in the lineup, I'd even consider putting him number eight. Okay, so now we got Varsho, another one of those great acquisitions who was supposed to be that power bat uh, that I'm loving, that I wanted. Yeah, that, you know, that to the porch from the left side, he looked like he had the swing. His defense is, I would say, a modicum better than Lourdes Gurriel, who I'm going to bring up in this sense. Probably, um, Varsho probably got to a few more balls than yeah, he's, Okay, he, He's an average, if not slightly above average. Okay, he, okay. now that we've seen him, he was advertised for more D than I thought. Oh, but for then, sure. But then again, we both said, and if you go back to the earlier shows earlier in the season, about Varsho having that punch bat that he had the potential to hit 30 home runs at the at playing in the Dome this year, and now they're saying he still has a shot at it because he's got, what, 14, 12? 12, but, I mean, he's on pace for 25. Okay, so we, we expected 25 at least after mm -hmm. he had 24 in that barn out in Arizona, right? <laughs> yeah. That's So I'm figuring bringing him inside in the Dome, he should have got that. So there's another negative because I just want to keep pointing out incessantly that we tried to find a way to forgive Atkins and Shapiro for making that horrible trade. Now that we're seeing that Arizona's in first place, which we, yes. we, we've been st talking about all, they're still in first place and they're hanging on. You know what I mean? Still in first place. Yeah, that's right. Even though uh, uh, in their division, it's starting to look pretty good. I mean, aside from the Rockies, but uh, San Francisco's really come on. The Dodgers are the Dodgers. Oh. And I mean, the Padres are one of those teams that, I mean, while they haven't been off to a great start, they could certainly turn it on at any, any minute okay I'll, they I'll, had a big win last night too i believe okay right? yes okay so just give me a second here because before we're going to wait because we're not going to spend about a million years on baseball but i just want to point this out right now i'm going to try to uh, we'll do it more the next show but i have gone to my one start my one stat that i'm going to stick to that i'm going to hang on my shirt on is the quality start stat right 
Now, if you start looking around, it's interesting to believe, and I will verify it more because we'll do it at the All-Star break, and we'll do an All-Star breakdown, breakdown totally about this whole baseball season, is the fact that Baltimore and Miami, two teams that have been bottom feeders for an extended period of time, are suddenly rising up in that little static stat called um, quality start. Yeah, even though uh, Miami, their uh, Cy Young winner from last year, isn't having the greatest season. No, but still... he's still he's battling every day. Yeah. And he's leading the pack of munchy, munchy young guys who are all throwing their asses off. So their quality start numbers compared to last year are going up. Right. Now, we can't be talking about small sample size now because, as you can see, we're, halfway through the we're season, just yeah. basically halfway through the season. So if the, my point is this. I think the New York Yankees are in huge, huge trouble. When sure. it comes to making the playoffs, because I think their pitching's wor worse than ours. Judge has had this little nagging injury. Stanton's been out. Uh, Torres has had time on, on the DL. Um, what's his name at first base? Rizzo. So they've had a rotating bunch of guys yeah. that, are, that have injury issues and a pitching staff that's not looking as good as either Tampa's, ours, and suddenly the Baltimore Oriole pitching staff. Yeah, and that was the big question mark about that team coming into the season. Even when you're looking at it right now, so to speak, before we don't want to hang out too long on any particular team for too long. However, it should be noted that they, they've, been, they've been close to that, what do you call it, that um, sacred... How many times you can go around the rotation with five guys before you have to alter it? And the Blue Jays have been good as anybody until this injury, until Manoa went yeah. down. Okay, but um, the the once again, I have to say the anomaly in all this is, and I don't understand is Tampa because they still have a bag of guys doing all kinds of stuff. So their e, their team ERA, look, those numbers are great, but when you look at my famous quality start number. It pales because they don't have guys that go out and do quality starts. They're going to pitch three innings and go. Yeah, they have like what three solid starters that they've been they rolling have, they, with yeah, all they, season. Yeah, three started and three guys that that are they seem to be around like like one guy. You know what I mean? It's Monday. Milani starts Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Cruz starts that kind of deal. Mm -hmm. But again, when you look at their record, you got to give them huge credit. But what I'm saying is. What bodes well for Baltimore is Baltimore's rotation seems to be a little bit tighter. And after that insane start by Tampa, look what we got here. We've got a team that's only two games in the loss column. Right? Yep. Now, I don't know how Tampa Bay played that many more games than Baltimore. The Baltimore had a couple rainouts I know earlier, right? But I mean, Yeah, they'll do it. What's that? that? That'll do it. It'd have to be because look at... They've only and number one, my old school. Now that we're at the All Star break, after this, I don't look at at wins. I look at the loss column. Yeah. Where are we are in the loss column, Baltimore is only two losses back. Now I don't think they're going to get all eight of those wins. No. Like okay, eight, like say, but if they get six of those wins, they're still only going to be four games back. You know what I mean mm -hmm. when that evens out? And I'm saying a pitching, the way that they're pitching going down the stretch, I would rather have that solid four or five guys going consistently than this silly bullpen because, you know, the guy's arms get tired, they overthrow and all that. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? You say, I mean, sure, but, I mean, Tampa's already halfway to 100 wins. Well, well that, past that. <laughs> well say. past that, but that's what I'm saying. Baltimore hasn't played as many games. That's weird. I, like, no, but their winning percentage is... Like what, uh, 50 points back? Yeah, well, that gets me, yeah, so to speak. I'm just saying that the opportunity for Baltimore to catch, which I never liked Baltimore, um, is that uh, 
Their chances of, of, of if someone's going to catch Tampa Bay would be them, but I don't think I don't I'm think that's going to happen. I don't think nobody's going to catch them, but I think that Baltimore is is securely in the position to say that they're going to have the number one wild card. Well, we'll talk about oh, that through All Star yeah, break. They, you know what I mean? They'll for sure have uh, home field advantage in the the wild card round. You know, but if, um, go ahead. I just want to pose one question about the Blue Jays. So, last year the big theme was, especially through the first half, is if they're because it was a lot like it was this year where a lot of their batters were very cold the first half of the season. And what you kept saying was, we'll have our guys, once they hit their averages, we'll be yes, okay. Yes, and I still believe that. So, okay, so you're okay, so you know exactly where I'm going with this. So if if those guys do wake up, if Springer, Guerrero, Varsho, those bats, Kirk, if those bats finally come alive, okay. which we know they can. Here is the other... We know how the dome is like in the summer, and okay, this is right so, around the corner. Okay, so now what I'm saying is that I'm, I'm, if I remember now, the bats were hot going into the All Star break. Mm-hmm. It was April and May. We were horrendous, and, and you know, beginning of June. But by the time June rolled around, that's when we started picking up. And when did we fire Montoya? Uh, it was around uh, All Star break. Yeah, just around now, and then things started picking up with the bats. So I'm saying that sometimes people have a fallback season. So I'm I'm saying when I look at some of the candidates on this team, did Kirk hit over his head last year? Have the nagging? That's the, that's the one that really worries me. Okay, the Kirk so I'm, I don't think that Kirk's going to be hitting any. I don't think that his his he will not he will not hit the numbers that he hit last year. That's my belief. I'm, I'm thinking Springer, not going to. He's got too many nagging injuries. Maybe the mileage is piling up. That's a rough playing guy. How old is he now, 33? Uh, they're about. But I mean, like, the fielding is still there. So why can't oh, yeah. the bat Well, I hope it's staying there, but again. I'm saying that he's going to have, like, decent numbers, but he's going to have a little bit low hit, lower than his average numbers. Vladdy is no way going to come close to anywhere his home run hitting prowess that he's supposed to have, or maybe he's supposed to hit 30 home runs. The guy, is he going to hit 30? Yes, he's going to hit 30. He's only at ten right now, though. Good at thirty. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So is he going to thirty? So that. So how is he going to get back to his average? Is he going to hit hundred RBIs? He only got ninety nine last year. So what is his average going to be? Mm-hmm. Is our power hitter suddenly Bichette, who's not a power hitter, but Bichette's still going to give us twenty four and a hun? Yeah. And with all those hits and that high batting average and run scoring. Possibly, Bichette could potentially have a 30 home run season. He could. I doubt it. I think because, you know, he's, he ju- been, he's, he's on pace. Uh, okay, close. But here's one of the anomalies when we're not anomalies, but here's one of the facts when we were talking about what is your season average. Well, what did I say about Chapman? Chapman's having the greatest May of his life. There's no way. Talk to me in <laughs> September. Those numbers will not be there. He's not that type of a hitter. Well, we knew that he'd come down. But he's earth. come out dramatically. Mm-hmm. Like he's fallen way too, he's fallen to some of his season and just below season averages, which means he's been terrible for the last 10 games or so because which he has been because of those how high he hit in those other games. So I'm hearing he's a guy that's going to be on average about the season. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now what the rest of the lineup, Kiermaier can't hit great glove. Start rotating those guys. So someone get hot. That means Biggio's there. Merrifield's got to be in the lineup every day because he's hitting a solid. Well, Kiermaier's got to be in the uh, out there every day too because of center field. Then he hits ninth. Okay. 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 We, still, uh, we were saying, well, his average is he's like three hundred. I said it's going to keep tumbling. What's he down to now? Two seventy five. Okay. Now what was that ten days ago? He was three hundred. He's two seventy five. <laughs> What's he going to be in ten days? Two fifty. Okay. Yeah. So what is he going to be down there? So okay, I'll leave him in there. But that means he's going to have that many weak at bats to drop him down. So I'm going to go with this school and I'm going to be brave. Okay, every once in a while, Varsho, we're going to keep you in. You got to play center field. Okay? 
He's got to go in and he's got to sit down. Well, that's a chance we got to take because yeah. then we got to put put Lee Bijo out there because Mirfield should be playing second base. But what do we do with Espinal? Do you see Espinal when he played the one game at shortstop? Oh. Ugh. Ah, he, come on, that's that's the way the team looks. But we're going to go on because we just want to get out of the American League East because it's still the best team in the division. I mean, the best, best division in baseball. Yes. And we're going to talk about how things are at the All-Star break. If we get a quick rundown of the surprises and unsurprises, that there were so many things to talk about the American League Central, but when Minnesota's a team that just won yesterday to get them over 500, the whole division's a disaster. Yeah. I th- do you think that the Cle- we will talk about it. I'm saying that Cleveland's in trouble. They're three games under 500 and I believe they could be a 3 300 a three game, a game under 500 because they've been pretty well 500 for a while. Teams take a dip. Yeah, and and the run differential is in the negatives. There you go. Compared there. to Minnesota, they're uh 29 above, Cleveland's 15 below, so Yeah. The odds are definitely in Minnesota's favor. She must have tonight's games on there, too, because mine's a little high there. And, and I can't remember. I was screaming for my old fan, Detroit Tigers. They were at 500 ball, and they were looking amazing. And all of a sudden, where they are now? Okay, so Detroit. Looking amazing. Well, come on. Well, they were almost 500, so that just made me very, very happy. Which moves us to, very quickly, the AL West. And I'm saying right now, Texas is going to – we'll talk about what we, who, who's going to be the wearing right now. But the surprise in that division – I don't think it's going to be Texas because they've been kicking around the last couple um, years. They just didn't get to that spot because Houston jumped over them, but they were in there. But, I mean, you look at their rotation. You know what I mean? You look at their rotation. You look at um, their everyday lineup. they got some guys hitting the ball. Oh, Marcus Semien, I was just going to say. He's come back, and he's looked just absolutely, I don't know. He's just just looking the, the way he is when he signed that big contract. The run mm-hmm. differential, too, 153. Oh, just – and you know what? And Tampa had the big one. They still do. But um, they got they got about um, – uh, I, I do believe – I think that – it's too bad Abreu. He, they got him over here. Mm-hmm. He's been a disappointment. He should have been a bat. And the problem is with Alvarez hurt. That's what's killed yeah. him. They were, what, eight games over 500 when he went out. And he hasn't been back yet. So – They're still in solid shape, six games ahead of uh, the Astros. Yeah, oh yeah, Ted, that's them. I was talking about. Uh, I just uh, I hit up. Um, yeah, they're still ahead of them. I'm trying to think of what's his name now. Where did he go? Where did he go? Where did he go? Who? On Texas. Hold on, I'm on the wrong lineup here for a second. I'm just saying that I thought that the other guys would hit more on them. Give me one second. What's the, the um, everyday shortstop in Texas? You see the guy? They got two or three guys that are. Hitting. Isn't Semi in the shortstop there? Or are they moving back to second base? Yeah, they should over. He should never be playing that. Come on. <laughs> well, I wasn't. I thought that was the whole reason why he signed in Texas in the first place. Well, that's all ego shit. These guys should just go play. Well, no play. shit. He should play third base or second. But Timmy doesn't have a big <laughs> enough arm to play shortstop. What's he doing? Thinking he's gonna play there? Are you talking about Seager? Yes, that's my boy. He's having a decent season. Yeah, yo, more than decent. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> my, my thing is not responding. Uh, but yeah, he's batting 358. He's got a 642 slugging and a 1060 OPS. And he's hitting with Simeon and one more guy. I think it's the first baseman, isn't it? Or one of those guys that's hitting about 40 some RBIs. My my numbers aren't coming up on my screen. I looked at Texas yesterday and I said, wow, they've got de- decent hitting and decent pitching. Oh but, yeah. You know what I mean? I think they're going to win the division. Definitely should. They the definitely problem- should. The problem, the only problem I see is that when they if they don't have any of those stupid freaking 
somebody in the main, like Alvarez getting hurt on Houston. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I was very high on Texas. Sorry for stuttering everybody out there. Oh, Mr. Lowe is having a good season. 19 and 41. Can you ever, where's my personal assistant, please? Where's my personal assistant? People, you can see me struggling with my thing right Yes. You want here right now? Okay. What I'm getting at is, okay, they've got, yeah, look at uh, look at this. They got one, two, three, four, five guys with over 50, over 40 ribbies, three guys with 50 ribbies. That's the kind of lineup that I'm talking about. Not only that, that Garcia guy in right field, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. This guy's a potential to be, he's, he's um, MVP material. Okay, see, and that and that's the first five guys you line up. What team in baseball right now? You could say maybe San Diego, but we'll get back to them in a second. This Texas team, they deserve to be there, I think, and I think that they're, they're most possibly be, they could be um, um, a World Series contender. Yes, I'm going to say that now. I don't want to wait around saying, "Were you thinking about it?" Because look at they've been doing that pretty good with the game started. What are they basically going with? They've got six guys, but what's his name got injured? Remember Dunning, and now that he's back, the other the other kid pitch. But they've been going with their same guys: Evaldi, Perez, and Gray. They're the three main guys. I don't know this Henny guy, even though he's pitched seventy-two innings. I'm really not. I'm not. I haven't paid attention to much. It's all fantasy. The reason I know these guys because of course the number, and I, I was looking at the Texas numbers. But if you look at the top of the rotation, and here's another thing that I'm huge on. Okay, look at. 99 innings pitched already from a starter. 84 innings pitched from Perez. 76 from Gray and this Haney guy. He's pitched 72. And they're, the other guy that's the fifth starter, he's already got 64, but he was out. He was injured. You know what I mean? The other mm-hmm. guy got injured, came in, and the other guy came over. With that staff and that number, now let's go to my favorite. Where is it at? Now I can't even find it. Games come quality start. We go down to our good friends in Texas, and what do they have? I don't even know. My screen won't even work. I'm going to blow it up in a minute. In any event, they're in the top five in the American League. I checked it out in quality starts. So with that batting lineup and that hitting, I'm, I'm all over Texas all day, all night long. And thank God for Simeon because... Remember last year he didn't have quite the numbers that he had? Yeah, it was a down year. A little yeah. bit of down year. Remember we talked about teams have a down year? Blue Jays going to have three or four of those guys. That's what scares me. We're, we're going to get yeah. there. Um, what were you saying about the – we go to the National League East. What were you saying about the National League West? Because I think the National League West may be the second best division in baseball this year. Well, I mean, between the surprise D-backs, you got the oh. Giants, all, their, all of a sudden surging there. Oh. Dodgers are – doing Dodger things, and then, you know, uh, we're all waiting for the Padres, right? Okay, well, I'm going to look at it this way. I'm going to say some things that might not be politically correct or um, gender neutral or whatever saying this. I'm going to say that the San Diego Padres have a little bit of what the Toronto Blue Jays suffered with last year with. We got a little bit too much fun going on in that clubhouse. That's all I'm going to say. Because if you say it any other way, I might get in trouble. You know what I mean? I'm good for saying that. Who's going to get mad at us? Okay, nobody. But you know what I'm saying? Okay, and I don't have to mention names. They're the guys that are the number one soul trained dancers when they hit home runs in baseball. And when you talk about another show, what I think about guys, I don't hear any uh, you know, mother, father, sister, brother, which was one of the greatest theme yeah. songs in the history of sports. But I don't know if San Diego's going to do it. Do they have enough pitching? I mean. Really? Uh, Look at their staff. Come on. Look at their staff. Uh, Darvish seems to be supposed to be their ace. Snell's good. Yeah. But you know what Snell's been like? 
He's the Gozman of San Diego, where he has four great starts, lit up. Four great starts and lit up. So he's your guy, but I still want him. I still want Snell. I don't have a problem. His numbers are solid. Yes, his numbers are solid. But I thought, that, like, for a guy like him, but he's only won, what, six games? Uh, Seven games? He, oh, I can't, where's his win-loss? Don't even have it here. Oh, uh, four and six. Okay, so what's Darvish's one? What's the most wins on a team by a starter? It's six, uh, Waka, isn't it? seven. He's got seven. Oh, did he pitch tonight? He, he's the only guy on the team with an, well, the only starter with an ERA under three. Okay. <laughs> so, and this is a huge sample size now. So that's your rotation. At least in the Jays, we got guys with way. Our, our ERAs are down. So, like, if we suddenly went on a... Well, I mean... Uh, no one, no one on the Jays has an ERA under three. On starters, yeah, Gosman is the only one with an ERA under three and a half. Okay, so what? What Bassett just must went over tonight because he was under. Yeah, two. he's at four point three after yeah, tonight. So after tonight, so where's Barrio? So the last two starts, three point six. He's three point six. Yeah, so he's under. So he's good. Well, yeah, I'll take that too. And and, and Kikuchi's only around four. Yeah, just uh, like a, a little under four. Okay, we'll so, that's, that. so we'll take that compared to San Diego. All their guys are like like way over four. Four one, four five. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and I'm saying, so my take is, I don't think that San Diego's got enough pitching to do it. All that hitting in the world, and their defense is scattered at times, and they got what seven shortstops, <laughs> which isn't a bad thing. But you gotta know who's playing. Well, no, I heard Michael Wilbon say it great the other day. The great Michael Wilbon and Tony Kornheiser. Can I shout out to them? Every opportunity I get in the house that happens is they were saying, "Remember when you were kids? Maybe not so much in your era because you guys spent so much time on uh, video games and stuff." But um, um, shortstops were the best players. They were the best hockey player, best basketball player. Mm -hmm. They were just the best athletes. So nine out of ten times. So if you got seven shortstops in your team, you got seven good athletes. Tatis is okay. Soto's okay. Um, Bogarts is okay. Machado's okay. It's just what's the chemistry in the dugout? Yeah. You're having too much fun? I mean, the guy's got to hit too, right? Okay. so Shortstops aren't always known as uh, the greatest hitters. Okay. Well, say, right? it, sometimes yes, sometimes no. But my, my yeah. thing is, and I don't want to go there yet. Because it's a defensive of, specialist. Yes, a lot of, of them. Yeah. A lot of them are too. And, and, and run and hit. My, my take on it is more like this. There's good, it's going to come out in a matter of time. The way that baseball's changed, the analytics, and then they've changed some rules and how things go on and what attracts the kids and all that other kind of stuff. And it's going to play into what's the dynamic in your dressing room. Mm -hmm. I say in a matter of time, it's going to be... It's always like, you know, when they say in hockey, you need a certain older defenseman. In basketball, they say you better have that either uh, old school guard or that old school forward. You know, you got to have something like that. Mm -hmm. So I think that in a matter of time, we're going to start talking about baseball teams and how they construct it. Or, as the Toronto Blue Jays did, deconstruct. <laughs> deconstruct what they're doing. But in any event, we could go on a lot more about baseball. We just want everyone to know to please tune in next week because we're going to have our uh, what is it? Mid-season predictions. Oh, okay. Remember at the beginning of the year we made predictions, but we didn't because I said, you know what, let's see him play. So I think what we're going to do is we'll dedicate the show to, which I'm dying to do, is now Shitter get off the pot. Yeah. Say who you think's going to win the division, who you think's going to play the wild card, and stick to it. Right. Like, like, and I'll, and I'll stick to my Texas like all the way. Like I should have stuck to my Carolina. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? Even I'm though not, Carolina kind of went, went out. off the rails, yeah. like I, they, I said they would anyways. But um, MLB also is playing a weekend series in 
England. Oh, we'd be remiss if we didn't say that. Do we say that? who's shout playing? out to uh, our executive producer Jay Brar doing? Jay, uh, how you doing? Doing some uh, broadcasting work there. Uh, the where uh, forgot the name of the stadium, but it's where a West Ham plays. Oh, it was West Ham. I thought it was Tottenham. No, West Ham. West Ham. Yeah. In any event, thanks for the great pictures, buddy. It looks really weird. Now, I'm going to say something about this. It looks this. great, though, for, uh, for a soccer field. I say that the scoring is going to be a little less. You know why? Because look at the first base and third base lines. When they pop up, you know how they get into the mm-hmm. crowd really quick? Look at the space on the side. Oh, yeah. You heard it here for Cruz first. So the games might be a little bit more scoring because some of those foul balls... They gonna be out. Bet Look the at, over. Cruz says bet the over. Bet the over. No, under. On the, oh, but, under oh, bet, oh, I thought you said okay, never mind. You know what bet I mean? But look, did you notice that? Next time you look at the picture, it's like Oakland. You know yeah, how Oakland yeah. always say that they got that wider infield, so there's a longer to run to get to the field. Yeah, so the, foul the foul area is bigger. The foul area is bigger. It appears to me, maybe it was just the angle of shot. But Jay, if you're listening. And we're going to text you about this so we'll know, because I'm curious when I seen the angle, the first thing I thought of, hey. That's a long way to fans, isn't it? In any event, we'll... Uh, we'll and uh, so it's the first time MLB's been in England since 2019. It was the Red Sox and... I can't remember who the they Yankees. played. It was it Red Sox-Yankees? Yeah, Yankees? big Yankees. Yeah, and then uh, they're going back next year. It's going to be Mets-Phillies, I believe. Is it the reason that they're doing it? Is it misses because there's some pandemic issues? Because didn't they want to do this yearly? That's probably why they haven't been back in a few, since, uh, since then. Do you think they'll ever play in Germany? Uh, eventually. Really? Yeah, I think it's going to happen. I never. I, I'm not going to put a date on it, but like they, they play will. Play baseball in Sweden? Yeah, that's no. a lot less likely. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. So what Sweden, do you think? Germany's a little different, though. Okay, so let, let's end our baseball note on this. You know what I really started to get tired of? All the watering it down to get to all kinds of places and nobody's going to care. How's this so watering it down? Gun. Okay, because you're reaching to get fans to go over there. What teams are over there again now? Which two are playing? Uh, it's, uh, the Cubs and Cardinals. What's that? Cubs and Cardinals. Okay. All right. Okay. Which is which is a good traditional um, uh, division rivals. Yeah. Okay. But you know what? That's a division rival games that the fans don't get to see at home. How's that watering it down though? Okay. So what I'm doing is the interest in the game is maybe watering down is is wrong expression. What I'm saying is that first of all, they're having less division games for starters. Yeah. Okay. There's more interleague games than before mm-hmm. and what i used to do is that it takes away from the emphasis of the division which i think should be i love the hardcore division you know what i mean so i don't see how that okay so wait so now i got two yankees games they have a series of yankees in yankees in toronto series and they designate toronto as the home team mm-hmm. that's three less games i'm going to see the yankees in my in my thing and they're going to have a bunch of people over there half its room is going to be painted is the payoff worth it to piss off the few fans that you have over here anyway. Uh, who's getting pissed off, though? I, I just think it's, you know what, football I understand. Because they got football games in Germany. They're going to have football games. In, they're trying to have them in Tokyo for damn it. Yeah. Which would make more sense if it wasn't logistically, which we spoke of offline. I think they would have more games going over there. To that I think it'll of, happen soon. Really? Especially with the popularity of Otani. I'm just old. And gnarly and get off my lawn. So you know what I'm saying? In any event, we will be back. And uh, so I'm going to be calling out Mr. Milani on his pick. So he better be prepared because I'm already oh, to yeah. blab about that, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but we're going to get a little closer to home for a moment here because I believe this is one of your favorite times of the year when it comes to the interpolitical lineup, where the team's going to go next year kind of look. 
with our draft and free agency. Oh, sure, yeah, a lot of fun coming up. We, uh, I'm expecting uh, at least a couple like semi-big trades to happen this weekend. Project, project something. Just off the top of your head, what would you think? Oh, boy. I mean, there's there's a lot of chatter about some guys on Canadian teams. I mean, I know uh, Winnipeg's looking to get Blake Wheeler out. I think that's going to come down to a buyout, though. I, I think, think no, because no one's going to... I've been researching since you talked to me. First of all, his production has gone down dramatically. Yeah, the, that cap that, hit, even if Winnipeg eats half of it. That's still like a $5 million yeah. cap hit or, or $4.5 million cap hit. You know yeah, what meanwhile, I mean? like, I think teams are just going to weight him down for free agency and get him at like three, you know? They might get him for less. <laughs> exactly. You know what I exactly. mean? So, like, in a position... And then no no disrespect to Blake Wheeler. Yeah. But, I mean, like, the, the big teams that I'm looking at right now are Calgary in Winnipeg because Winnipeg has Shifley, um, Hellebuck and Dubois that are all going to fetch some nice prices. And then Calgary, all of a sudden, like it sounded like none of their guys want to resign there. Backlund's on the last year of his deal. He doesn't want to sign back to on the last year of his deal. He doesn't want to sign back. I heard that. I heard to So this, this is like, um, there's an, uh, Backlund or sorry, uh, Lindholm. That's another like oh, yeah. bomb too, that he doesn't want to sign back. Hannafin, another one there. Okay, so like the pressure's on. You got a brand new GM. What's his name? Um, Craig Conroy. Craig Conroy. Good man, I hear. Good hockey man. Is your plate rather full in the next seven days? <laughs> you know what I mean? No and kidding. I, 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 um, I heard Calgary has an extra draft choice in the first two rounds, don't they? Or did they? Is it they gave the that, that pick away? They no, they just have uh, their own picks in the first two rounds. They do have their own two picks in the yeah. first round. Well, you know what? I, I think they should be starting to talk about the balance of. They gave away Kachuk, and they got Buddy. What's his name? Huberto and uh, Mackenzie Weger. Okay, so um, and, and Weger turned out to be good. I think Weger's going to be solid, uh, a serviceable player. I, thought, I think Huberto's going to bounce back as well. You think so? Yeah. Well, you got to remember this. Here's sometimes about hockey players and about personalities in general. Some people sit in some towns better than others. Well, I mean, don't you also think it was an issue with the coach that they just fired? Uh, you keep coming up on that, so guess what? I'm going to give you the benefit of a doubt and say, okay, next year if he has his bounce-back season and he scores 90 points, he scores 90, yeah. 90, not 80, he scores 90 points, yep. then we'll talk about it. If Calgary suddenly, because that means that they, uh, the roster as constructed with the people they signed with the right additives mm -hmm. could perhaps maybe, because they weren't that far out of the playoffs. No, and they lost. They, a, they lost hard. a lot of games in overtime. Yeah, and so a lot that, of uh, close games because of arguably coach stubbornness. But. Okay, okay, where well, you're going to go? With that I'm glad that you're just a suitor promoter on, on the house that happened. Sutter, Sutter, and, yeah. and anyways, um, just to get at it now, like I'm one too. Um, I'm saying that I I think there's going to be a lot of fringe players around there got to think to what they're doing because they're not that far away two years ago remember vegas had those runs and then suddenly vegas fell out of the playoffs came back last year went to conference finals and uh, won again but like calgary they've only won the, i'm not saying they have the depth that vegas had but vegas stumbled in it. okay but in six years one of those years vegas did miss the playoffs now by the loss of playoffs by the calgary seems team. to miss the playoffs every other year though that's the problem so that means you're saying that they're going to come back this year I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they miss the playoffs a lot. I can't. I, I, I won't even compare them to Vegas. That doesn't okay. make any sense. Well, no, I'm, I'm the, looking no, at Calgary's it this way. nowhere near. I'm close. looking at it this way, and I'm gonna I'm gonna use this Vegas thing as much as I possibly can because it's really got out my crow that this team in six years won a Stanley Cup. In that time, they went to three conference championships and missed the Four. playoffs. Four. 
Okay, so that's four and a cup and missed the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty busy, that's what I'm saying. So the reason I'm bringing it up is not, is not so much to compare, like, um, how good one team or is the other, but Vegas stubbed their toe, came back and won the Stanley Cup. So what I'm saying is Edmonds stubbing their toe. Is Calgary stubbing their toe? Is Toronto stubbing their toe? That's the theory I'm getting the, at. The, you know what I mean? Ed- Edmonton-Toronto makes a lot more sense with that than Calgary because, I mean, they, I don't know, they, they they have a lot to figure out right now. Okay, so They let, have a lot okay, to figure that, okay, out. This, this, this roster is very much in flux. Okay. Them and Winnipeg. Okay, so first of all, we're not going to get back to Winnipeg because we don't have time. First of all, the only reason that we're going to bring up Winnipeg one more time is I think that their biggest problem is when they got their buddy Pierre-Luc Dubois and his agent, who are now we're going to say we put agents in now, and how's it happens if we're allowed to put agents and lawyers in the same basket from now on? Which we, well, I mean, you've already done that on yeah, the show. Yeah, so I just want to make sure we keep it there at all times. Like, already, like, this is what I don't understand about sports today. And you know I want him on the Habs. Because the house that happens, yeah. we keep tabs on the Habs, okay? But this guy's demanding. You got, you want, he, like, he's telling Winnipeg, you got to sign and trade me. You know what I'm telling you? I'm with you now. Just let this guy's contract run out and take that, buddy. You know what I mean? Like, you're acting like you're bigger than the game. As much as I want the guy, but your your first demand is, now wait a second here, too. He, last time I checked, he only scored 63 points last year. Okay. That, in 73 games. Yeah. You should be at least a point-a-game guy with, on, on the team at that money. And when you get on the ice, I should notice you all the time. Oh, wait, he's had some personal issues. Oh, wait a second. When he leaves Winnipeg, how many teams is he going to be on now? It's going to be his third team. And how old is the guy? Yeah. Oh, boy. Like, yeah. what, 25? Nah, he's not that old, is he? If he's not old. Anyways, what I'm saying is that I was such a big fan of this guy forever, and now that I'm putting the pieces together, I'm going to wait him out, come to Montreal. I'll pick you up at the airport for $7 million a year. I don't think Montreal's getting him. I don't think so either. Because it sounds like they're not willing to meet uh, Winnipeg's price. Well, the first thing the kid's saying is he wants to sign and trade. It's not even about the money. It's just about the assets that Winnipeg wants. It sounds like Montreal is not willing to give them. Well, no, no, we're not going to because we're not. You know, we're not even going to talk about Montreal, even though we keep tabs on the Habs. We're not going to talk about free agents or any of that. We'll talk about the draft when the time comes because I don't right. think Montreal should But, I mean, there's going to be a lot of movement at the draft. Right? Okay, yeah, well, we, well we're, we're going to have to wait and see. Um, so, but, sorry. Let's get back to the, the two that originally we talked about now that we've kicked Winnipeg to the curb. Um, I don't think that the door is open that big for Edmonton. I think Edmonton is in bigger trouble with their roster issues, too, because number one is, what are they going to do about the goaltending? Now, Hellebuck would I think be you, great. I think you got to roll back with those two guys, and I don't think that's oh, the worst they, they thing. Got, I think, too, I think Campbell can have a... Maybe the pressure, you know, the first-year guys, they get a little overplay, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I was never I, – I, the reason – I liked Campbell in Toronto. What I, didn't I did, like, too. And, and, and the thing that we discussed and we agreed and it turned out to be a good thing was I wasn't going to pay him that money that long. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Edmonton was a little desperate. And look what ended up happening. They ran with Skinner. Yeah. Okay, now they're not even going to have to pay Skinner this year. So if someone came along sniffing for Campbell, do you think they should let him go? Uh. Uh, I wouldn't take that risk. I wouldn't either, and I don't think there's a lot of people going to take a shot at him for that kind of money because well, the, Skinner's on contract for three more seasons. At what three mil or something? Two point six. Yeah, yeah, come on. So you're spending uh, seven point six between your two goalies. That's about right. 
I'd even say it's I, a little high. Okay, so but you know we, we. I mean, it's Edmonton. You gotta overpay. Okay, but I'll take it one step further. Sometimes us old guys can learn from the youngins out there, and I'm starting to agree with you in a lot of respects about if I got a team. Not only my other theory about the um, the six defensemen, I'm agreeing. I don't want to pay more than six million for my goaltenders. Maybe seven combined, maybe eight. Because un- unless uh, eight, you're getting into dangerous territory. Well, you know, if you had two guys. You know that we, that that are both questioning number one, but eight I would not keep it under that. Like that's why I'm saying Toronto is going to be in a great position again because if this Wall guy pans out the way I believe, yeah. Oh, and he's we're watching, paying peanuts this year too. Okay, so look at this way: you've been watching a lot. Of, you've been watching a lot of hockey when you're a kid. Honestly, when you see this Wall kid playing, what do you think? I mean, I think he's pretty good. I mean, there's obviously some room to go, grow oh, for him. But, but I mean, and, but he hasn't played enough time in the NHL either. So let's give no, him some more NHL no. games and see what happens. I've said this before. The thing I like about him was every year his numbers have gotten better, whether it be year to year in college or year to year in the AHL. Okay, there's been and noticeable there's, improvement. Okay, and step it up one further. He's getting to around the 24, 25 year old, where they say a lot of goalies sometimes take a little longer to learn the games, the angles, the nuances, blah, 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 blah. I remember old goalie Kiprasov in, um, uh, Kipper, is that his name? Kipper, the guy that played, the, the, the Finnish guy that played in Calgary. Yeah, yeah he, the guy from San Jose. Yeah, he, it took him a while for him to freaking 24, 25 yep. get going. Bobrovsky, another guy we just in. It took him through 23, 24, 25 well, before he, he showed up. Well, oh, uh, Dwayne Rollison, same thing. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, then you look at a guy like Tim Thomas who didn't <laughs> get oh, there until like his early 30s. Anyways, my point being is that's what I'm saying. If you want to talk about someone that stubbed their toes and go forward quicker, I'm not saying it's going to be Edmonton unless those two gold enters are going to go up because there's too much money tied up. So what are they going to get to add well, to their team? I mean, I and think they might be losing a couple guys. Um, I don't think they're going to lose anyone. Anyone that, really that could replace, yes. No, but uh, I think they're going to buy out Kyler Yamamoto, but because he's an RFA, the buyout's going to be extremely cheap. Like, we're talking yeah. like a, a half mil for like the yeah. next two years. Which and is, is he really, uh, is he anything that you got to worry about? No. But, but, Was he a top nine forward? Yeah, like he's a, he's, a, he's a third line forward in disguise as a second line winger. We've talked about this. Yes, okay. So you think they're going to they're gonna let him go? I think he's too small. Let him. Yeah. They need something bigger. That's. I mean, I, that, they're not going to find a trade partner for him at that at three point one. Oh 3.1. no, no. So let him go. So yeah. my my take on it is this: I, if I was Edmonton, I would go one step further. Is this? Whatever resources you have, go get one more defenseman. One more defenseman and one more forward. I think that's gonna. I think their priority should be a forward over defenseman. They got enough scoring. They got guys that can score. I mean, come on. You got Connor McDavid, man. Yeah. Come on. You no, but you need, you need a second line. You need a second line. Okay, I agree. And I think Nugent Hopkins plays on the second line last time I checked. Okay, but again, you got to give him guys that he can succeed with. Okay, well. Kyler Yamamoto wasn't it. Oh, no, no, no. And I think they could get they go up there. But I, but some of the – what about a couple of those guys on the third line? A couple of those guys that they're, were younger. They're, oh, they're great on the third line. That's well, maybe my point. You need them on the third. But is anybody going to move up? Is it, like, there's always that guy that's moved forward. Nah, I don't. I can't see it with the with these guys. They, they, like Clint Costin. I mean, uh, Warren Fogle. These are good players, but they're good they're third line still. players. They're, they're still young. Eh. Though. Doesn't anybody take the Warren chance? Fogle's 27. He is what he see, is. See that? That's Clint okay. Costin. He's 24. That's see, that. That's... You are what you, you. But you are what you are. You're not going to move into like a will second he score, line. Will he, well, will he score 20 goals for the next four years on that line? Uh, I wouldn't bank on it. He could. 
I'll keep him. That's how I'm looking at players. I'll, I'll keep that him age. as a third liner, though. That's my point. But you saying, need to, you okay. need to you need an upgrade at the second line. I'm having a complete brain fart. What's the guy on Toronto that got suspended when he shouldn't have for swinging Bunting? the stick? Bunting oh. a couple years ago. Would you say he was a second line guy? No, you thought he I was. I didn't a even good know where he was. Okay, <laughs> but he was a good third line or good fourth line guy. So I'm saying guys could rise up. I think there's like a couple of these guys in Calgary. I'd have to really. Look. I mean, in Edmonton, will do it probably for the preseason months down the road when it's there. I think they have a couple guys that could turn into bunting. They got a good skating team. Those third or fourth lines could skate. They couldn't score. No. Well, then how do you think they're going to turn to second line players if they can't score? Well, because sometimes you learn the game and you get better the next year's over. Instead of scoring 10 goals, you score 15. No, I need, I need to see some evidence besides some wishful thinking. I'm not saying... I'm talking... Bunting is my freaking litmus test. Okay, but bunting was like... That's a completely uh, different story because he was playing in Arizona. What's the difference? Uh, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me okay, finish, okay, Cruz. You cut okay, me okay, off a lot. Okay. Let okay, me finish. Okay. He was in Arizona. We didn't know who here is watching Arizona games. I wasn't. There you go. Okay. <laughs> okay, what line was he playing on there? Uh, he was a service. Well, he was, he was a call-up, which was the weird part. Okay, so when he came to Toronto, he was a serviceable, hard-working yeah, guy. Yeah, but when, he was, but be a when he was signed in Toronto, line. there was people that were saying, like, oh, he's going to be, like, a top-line guy here. He's going to be Hyman's replacement. People were saying that the day we signed him. That's true. Okay, maybe. Maybe. Okay, so now they're not saying about anybody in those Edmonton guys? Nobody's no one's saying they're, they're going to be a second-line replacement. I do remember a couple guys saying that Bunting could be a surprise and he has evolved to do that. My point is this. I'm saying that Edmonton better find something within because I don't think that they have the money to splash on someone forward. They better have some improvement there. They better hope that Campbell has a bounce back season because what are they going to do in free agent? And nobody wants to go to Edmonton anyway. Unless you want to no. play with Connor. They, they got to go for some solid doubles in free agency. They're, they won't be able to go for the home run. Well, I think they they better draft well. Well, those players went around for a couple of years. I don't know what's in their in their minor league system or, any, or whatever the case may be. I'm just saying that as they are situated right now, I'd say their number one priority would be a defenseman, another big ass horse defenseman. I would. Yeah. I, I would they need an upgrade over it, CC. Yes, and I, and if I had came down, the money came down to that forward guy or the defenseman. I would I would gamble on the defense over that. As for the other Canadian teams, it's going to be interesting because I think we should do a shout-out to the new owner of the Ottawa Senators and what free agent things they're going to do. Uh, his name is Frank uh, whatever. <laughs> Michael Anlauer. Oh, yeah, Michael Anlauer, whatever. Yeah, owner of uh, the Hamilton Bulldogs of the OHL. I think that you made a interesting point about this because um, this guy is a serious hockey man. I, I mean, supposedly. I mean, he was a 10% Owner uh, shareholder of, of, of Montreal. Uh, Montreal. Yeah. yeah, so he must have been in the room. 10% around. He heard what they were doing. I don't think he had much in the decision-making process at 10%. No. Because I don't no. think the Melanick daughters are going to get in the room for any decision at 10%. No, it's just, gonna, it's just getting your foot in the door. Exactly. Which what, which means when... And, but he's also owning a the the Hamilton team, which is a hockey operation, so to speak, mm-hmm. even though it's in the O. And that's big hockey still. The, the Oshawa uh, General's owner, I believe, is in on this sale as well. Oh, really? Yeah. That's even better cause, because uh, there's an interesting point that you made to me off, off the camera and you said about Gary Bettman sometimes getting hoodwinked by owners that shouldn't have ended up buying teams. Oh, we've seen this with, like, Arizona. I think at, yeah. at, like at Nashville at one point there were some sketchy owners there. I think Atlanta. it goes all the way back to the guys that own the Islanders. Oh. Um, what, the Chinese guy. 
Oh, I, I was going before that. The guy in the '90s who uh, the, who uh, didn't have the money. Oh, he was even <laughs> that guy was even worse. That's, oh yeah, the 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 uh, the good talker, yeah. the the pyramid cashing guy, but yeah, the pyramid did cash. Okay, yeah, yeah, I forget that guy. But they went from him to Pang. But anyways, before we get too off topic, and and uh, and I'll let you put your piece on that. As you were saying, um, um, he he was smart to take a hockey man. Because it's it generally solidifies the structure with which the league goes forward in this way. We're going to do a show in the future, and I believe the NBA is the worst-run league. You believe the NHL is the yes. worst-run league. So we'll get well, to that, that later. Especially when, when you consider the NHL is going to be surpassed by Major League Soccer in a few years. So Oh, that's never happening. That uh, no, oh, come on. I, I'll be ten years no. In 10 years. I love in you, in young years. people's enthusiasm. Cruz, there's already 10 MLS teams worth almost a billion dollars. Really? So who's going to buy? Someone's going to buy MLSE right now for a billion dollars? Uh, Someone's going to buy the Utah, Utah Salt uh, <laughs> FC for a billion dollars? Uh, maybe not Utah, Are you going to buy like, San Antonio Aces FC? <laughs> oh, stop it right now. I'm just saying it's become lucrative. No, Toronto okay, FC, New York City FC, okay, LA Galaxy. Okay, okay, and, and, and uh, the LA Galaxy and Miami. Okay, those LA's are the, got two teams okay, that are actually Chicago like, can't jump up and do as much as they thought. They're a big no. market. Houston is trying to get in. They don't even have a big market team, so no. I can't see this. St. Happen. Louis, though, all of a sudden, they, it's their first year and they're uh, leading the Western Conference. Can I preface my good friend's one more time it was the greatest you would have you would have you wouldn't have liked it but i would have said it they were talking about messi going to miami mm -hmm. the splash it's going to make the ticket price is going up eyeballs on the screen and butts in the yeah. seats and tony kornheiser responded with so what documentary same now they don't even seen us since 1973 wasn't pele and Ching Ching Lia here, and I fell off my couch laughing because that's it's unfortunate to say that tells you I'm old and gnarly because that's how Things I feel. Change. Things but, change. Yes, no, your generation, your enthusiasm for this should be commended. Cheers. I'm not even. I'm not even that enthusiastic about it. I'm just reading the writing on the wall. How many Premier League games have you watched in last year? Uh, not many because they took it off the zone. It's, you got to get that Fubo oh, TV. I'm not right. subscribed yeah, yeah, to that. Yeah, that not, oh, I forgot. They keep I just watch what, whatever shows up on cable. Okay. Which is like not that much anymore. Okay. So you do. Okay. So I probably watched no games in the last year. Okay. So, but I'm not the demographic you're looking for either. Yeah. Okay. When, when, when we're discussing this matter. So anyways, we're getting off topic here. We think it is a very good move that this guy, because I thought it was really cool when you heard Snoop Dogg come on first take and his enthusiasm for hockey. Charles Barkley coming on and saying he's hoping that owners like that get their way in because he, you see Barkley, he should be a promo guy. <laughs> For freaking the NHL, oh, he's a hype game. man, yeah. Oh, huge! He was at like what? At least uh, all the Florida games. Like he was, like he was at least a half a dozen Florida games that he was at. He's from Arizona, yeah. But he was. Well, he's, he's a Tampa guy, like a Tampa fan. I know that. Yeah, oh yeah, because he, he uh, golfs with John Cooper now and again. Because you know that. But I'm saying this is Charles Barkley, arguably. Well, he is one of the 75 best basketball players, players, great players of all time, and he's your hype man for for hockey. I'm thinking that's a better run league than the NBA then. Even though he's on, but the NBA scene. doesn't need it. Like the NBA just like promotes itself. Okay, well, yeah, we'll get to that drama momentarily. <laughs> um, Trust me. I want to get to the Russian 
at the NHL draft. Okay, that is going to be... Give me your take on it, because I found out something. I know a guy you mentioned to me, and I should have known him better, but go ahead. Okay, so uh, Anaheim is apparently thinking about taking him at number two. I think that's all bull. I think they're trying to get someone to trade up with them, because they're probably not too sure, because there's a lot of good skilled forwards at the top. But I think there's a good chance Michkov can slip out of the top ten. I'm predicting he will because yeah. my in my take, I don't believe that. yes yes and 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 did you hear what the Washington scout said about him? No. Do you remember Andre Nikolishin? Yes. Okay, so no. He's a, so he's a scout for the Capitals now. Comparing him to that guy? No, 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 no. See, he's a he's a scout for the Capitals. He was okay. asked about his opinion on Michkov, and he was just and he was trashing him. Really? Yeah. You know what? I I really believe this because there's a couple other prospects in the young in the last couple of years, like guys that might have been top twenty picks, mm-hmm. but because excuse me, we don't hear about them. They didn't get the top ten. But if you're looking right now, there's a couple guys that could have been top twenty in the last couple of years that are early twenties. That since the the whatever's going on in this world today with wars and insanity, that Putin's maybe who's being the hockey guy he is is strengthening in his own league by going comrade. Stay on this side of the pond. Because there is a couple of other prospects that, okay, I think by the time they're 25, the competitive desire is going to make them want to leave the country anyway. Yeah. But at this young, it seems to me, and I forget the guy was, and, and I think one of the guys even played in the O, and he still went back. He still went back. He still went back. I'm going to have to research this. We'll get this all before the season so, started a couple months here. So I'm gonna, I, I, I want to go through the draft list, and I want to I want you to say stop when you think he's going. So obviously Chicago, no. No. Anaheim. No. Columbus. I don't know. I'll no. say no. They, that'd be nuts. San Jose. No. Habs, no. No. <laughs> Arizona. No. Philly, I, uh, uh, no, but we're going. We're, we're getting warm. Keep Washington, going. no. Detroit, no. St. Louis, no. St. Louis definitely no because they've already dealt with Tarasenko. Okay, so. no, yes, no, yes. Okay. Vancouver, no, not yet. They're not quite there. A t- first team with a second pick, Arizona. This is where it starts to get interesting. Oh, oh. I thought. Okay, so what are we at now? Twelve. What, uh, Twelve. Okay, I'm saying who comes? Who's 16? Just as it is, it a big market team at 16? Well, I'll, let's go. Let's continue. Okay. So, uh, Buffalo. No, because they they need now. So it would be they can't wait. Pittsburgh. Oh, that's an interesting one because you could. Oh, they could that's use, my first pause, yeah. <laughs> and that's Dubis, and he's a number guy. Let him develop. We're putting him back here. We're going nowhere he, now. He, uh, it's he, he has he, taken a Russian in the first round. And yeah, it was uh, Amirov who unfortunately doesn't look like he's going to work out, but still. And he took a, he took a, he he was in on the Nylander draft too, wasn't he? No, it was before no. him. He wasn't in on Nylander. Okay, but anyways, I'm saying that uh, Pittsburgh is interesting because guess what? They got to ride the storm out with these guys who are what still two or three years in the making to get a run, mm-hmm. and then it's going to be the end of their era. And what do you do? Oh, we got this draft pick, and he's ready to come over. So I'm saying that Pittsburgh, I think that's uh, hey, with a don't they have a new owner too, or just a new? Uh, well, Fenway Sports owns them. They've owned them for like. A year or two now. It's yeah. recent. It's a recent one. Okay, and they've had to uh, kiss ass to the old school players who still just won them a couple Stanley Cups a few years ago, and they did the two. Like Sid's got three. People forget Sid's got three. Okay, which puts them on some kind of whatever. But I'm thinking Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh. But who's after Pittsburgh? Nashville. They're not no. going to take him. No. Calgary. I don't think they're going to take no. him. 
Detroit's got their second pick. Detroit again, would again, go. Detroit with their second pick, that, yes. could, that could make sense. Yes. Winnipeg, yes. No. no. And then 19, Chicago. With 100% their second would pick. take it. Chicago, I say any of the big the original six teams that are that down, I think Boston would grab them. Boston doesn't pick until like the Wait. third round or something. Oh, though, really? so they're, they're not going to sniff him. Oh, okay. So, but because Toronto has their Boston's pick. first pick. Why wouldn't Toronto think about it? I don't think he's going to get to Toronto at twenty-eight. Oh no, 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 no! He'll be gone. He'll be gone by twenty. Uh, yeah, Seattle. Uh, as Seattle picks twenty, that's he's gone before. Well, yeah, by then. I think he's gone then too because you know what? Seattle's another team can can sit on him for a couple oh, years sure. for a development position. That's an interesting question to ask because now that we bring up the draft, and I don't think it's going to come my way now, which would be a dream for me, being the Michigan guy that I am. I keep hearing about our Michigan guy, and Adam I Fantilli. see. Oh, he will not fall that far. But, man, if we could make a little move, we got the Florida pick. We could take the Florida pick, our pick, give it to Anaheim. There's two you want to go down, and we'll take this guy. I think it's going to cost more than that to trade up. Really? Yeah, you're going to have to throw in the, uh, how, probably how another now, third. Now that, now that we're really talking with this guy, and I forgot because I forgot he was played in the, he just played for the Worlds. Yeah. He looked great in the Worlds. He was playing Got with better Matt, as that tournament went on. And got better. Yeah. Yes, was one of their better players. By, and he was getting serious ice time mm -hmm. by the end of it. Like, he was basically a top six, pretty well almost a top six guy by the end of the tournament. Fantilli, though, there's, there's a few question marks about him, though. One is, is he really a center? I, you hear that a lot about him. Well, make him a left winger. I don't have a problem. I'm tired of this. You know what? Then if he, if he came up with center skills, then we'll find better centers and move him over to the side. For example, we got, what's the guy from last year, Jabalonski? I forget his name. We got to put him on a wing, too. Slavkovsky. Slavkovsky. Okay, whatever. I can't even say my own guy's name. Well, he's a, he's a pure, we, we knew he was a winger, though. Okay, so now that's what I'm saying. So when you got the little guy like the Suzuki's, Put them out there with these big, learn to be a winger. Because this Fantilli guy can hit. He's a big boy. He's a big, and he plays, he can, he can hit. I, I don't know about his scoring prowess. Like people talking about be a 40-goal guy. I'd rather be a 30-80 both ends of the rink guy. Well, I'll I mean, a problem, a problem with Fantilli, though, is his neutral zone play, too, apparently. Well, you learn that. Well, coach, you got Marty St. Louis. He's got all the attributes, though. Oh, like, we'll he's see. a great skater. I mean, neutral zone, that's 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 a red flag. Because that's where, let's be real, the real meat and potatoes of the game Okay, the and, and, and I heard he does have a bit of a turnover issue, but that's it because they were playing run and gun in Michigan. He improved that when he was in the tournament. We'll see. He approved that tournament. But in any event, uh, the draft's a week away. We will be discussing that who does what, where, and why. Is there any other thing that you thought you should be bringing up about uh, that? The Matthews contract. Oh, I'm, I'm willing oh. to bet this gets signed by July 1st. Before we go, and I and I know I don't want to waste a lot more time on it because we've been, we've been really racing along with a lot of things on here, but it's a good way. I'm loving the feel of the show. Is this. I think that the Toronto Maple Leafs should not pay Marner $14 million. Marner and, or Matthews? I mean, Matthews. Okay, now here's one of the things that we didn't bring up, and, and you, you alluded to this there, and I've been trying to figure out, and I don't see it any of the things here, is that this salary cap issue. Yes. Like what are we, uh, uh, like no matter what happens, it's not going to be, they're going to settle, the salary cap is settled for the 23-24 season. Yeah, it's going up one mil. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, we have some issues here. If the ratings were as good as they say in America, with the two teams that don't even have ice, with the two cities that don't even have ice, okay, and you have this supposed escrow money from the pandemic 
regime that they're still counting. Which we, I okay. I'm, I'm, I need a, I need an accountant and a lawyer, even though I don't want either. I'll take the accountant, not the lawyer. I'm saying that there's something fishy here, and this benefits the small market teams. Oh, you think? Yes. Like and, we've and, talked way, about this. Like, the, but now, the big and market... now it's in our face. Yeah, it's really in our face in a situation right now where we know that teams are are moving like like I said, there's something's got to shake because there's not. I'm really. Um, what if it's us? It's, it's Toronto this year. It was Chicago a couple of years ago. It was L.A. had their issues. Is like you're not allowed to develop a team. It seems to me yeah. like get Batman saying, "Okay, get your run and get out next. Get your run and get out next." Well, look at Tampa as well. Okay, but I mean, well, Tampa's in, in serious cap heck. Do they care for the next three seasons after going to the finals with three and winning two? They got at least a couple, three seasons to kick it around and stub their toe and maybe come back like Vegas. I'm not saying that they will, but... Uh, um, they're not looking like Vegas. I think they're looking like Chicago or L.A. Yeah. Their, their eventual go, yeah. will go there and Cooper will go to another team. Washington, Pittsburgh, add, yeah. add them to the list. You know what I mean? They're all yeah. going to be around. But so, so what I'm saying is there's a... When you're looking at the draft, which is, I think, he's becoming more important in the development and signing the guys now because Montreal is being sneaky about this. We got Suzuki signed. Yeah, you guys we, got Caulfield, Caulfield signed. signed. We got Anderson for a couple years signed. We got um, Allen come, come off the books as a goalie, and he's got he's got um, decent money with with our with Montbeau. Yeah, the two well, together and, has almost six six million, right? Allen's got what two more years? One, uh, oh, two. You're right. Yeah, he's got two more years, but his cap hits only about five mil. Three point eight five. Even better. Yeah. Even better, so we can pay the other kid a little bit money and keep them both around. Yeah, because if Montalbo is as good as you're hyping him up he's to be, gonna he's going to be gonna outstanding, make, outrageous, cataclysmic. He's going to be making more than a mil than he's making this year. Okay, so we're good with that. So with the two of the goalies together is going to the Andrew Milani salary cap, what do we pay goalies? Try to keep it under six. We're good. Yeah. Which gives us to give a little money to feed a guy and pay him more ahead of time. Which maybe he's going to work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like pay a couple of these guys ahead of time. I don't know who yet, but we are building big defensemen too. So in my opinion, keeping Habs, tabs on the Habs is I don't really want to reach out and free agent. I don't. I hope we don't make any big. Oh, it's it's a garbage free agent class okay, exactly. anyway. Dmitry Orlov's going to be ah. a rich man, which tells you ah. all you need to know. Ah. In any event, I just hope that they stay in line with the structure that we've been talking about. So in a couple years, and even next year when the cap goes up. Some of the contracts become more attractive, mm -hmm. so therefore you've built a base that can last longer. You know where I'm getting at with yeah. this? That's what I'm trying to say. I think that teams are going to... Because Vegas is still built in such a way that they're good for a few more years. Oh, with the sure. the of the players and stuff like that, they're, they're built like very linear, so to speak. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and, and one of the keys is you're going to notice about them, like you said, is that every time they had a guy that they used at a big contract time, by the time it came up, what did they do? Jetson, yep. thank you for coming out. We got to go. And I think that's going to be the viable way. My question be before we go on to the next subject is, who's going to be the first one that the Toronto Maple Leafs do Jetson when the time comes? Of the core four? Of the core four. Or core five, for that matter. Fair enough. I'm, I'm starting to think that they're not going to trade any of them, at least not for this season. I think it's going to be one more year. I think so, too, with, yeah. a, with a tough guy. With a tough guy. Now, speaking of tough guys... I'm just going to say that, uh, like we have talked about before, I really think that the NBA is the worst run league, but they are the best run hype. <laughs> okay? Now, 
Football is more solid because people gamble on it. Fantasy football, blah, 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 blah. They have so many pluses that keep them as the monolith. But I think that at times the the NBA has seriously turned into this soap opera extravaganza over stuff that doesn't really seem basketball-related, but is. And then it affects, like, why we all run to the team, like who's going where, who's going what, because the insanity that just happened this week in the NBA, some of it doesn't even really make any sense if you think about it. Such as? Chris Paul in Golden State. Well... There's a reason for that. His contract is only partially guaranteed this year. Agreed. Mind you, I'm, I'm assuming that uh, the money is incentive-based. A lot of it. Yeah. I mean, so based who, who's to say he game. won't hit? Who's to say he won't hit those milestones? I hope he does. I mean, I, was I never, hope so too. I'm a Chris Paul guy. I was never a Chris Paul guy. I've learned to respect him in his later life. As a matter of fact, I used to bash him as much as I could. And every time he lost those big games, I'd go see. See, I was one of those guys. So is he going to be starting on the bench? No, I don't even think he's going to make it there. I think he's going to cap out somewhere by July 1st. He's got about seven days to go. He's got a family in L.A. He really wants to play play for the Clippers or he wanted to play for the the Lakers. Now, what's going to happen is Chris Paul's got more money than money. So it's not going to be an issue to keep his family in L.A. Mm -hmm. He could go play for the Clippers for one of those um, veteran salaries. Or he could end up with his buddy LeBron at the Lakers. That's We've been talking all. about that for a few years. Okay, so uh, here's what I'm saying. The Golden State Warriors, is lo- uh, I've come completely lost in these schmucks for this one reason here. I don't know why they don't like Jordan Poole and Golden State. Okay? I don't know why. They won a championship with a kid. He gets punched in the face by a schmuck four inches bigger and 100 pounds heavier. And they ship the kid out of town because he has an attitude. I have an attitude too, man. I don't play with that motherfucker. Come on. And so what are they going to say? Mike Dunlop, who I've known since he played for freaking Duke in college, he's a new GM of mm-hmm. Golden State. He's unequivocally, we bring him back Draymond. So what do you do? Reward guys that punch guys in the face? I'm not big on that. I was never the biggest Draymond Green fan. I, I respect him. He's got a good podcast, blah, 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 blah. But you're going to punch a guy in the face and you're all older? If, uh, you know what? I hold, if Golden, and, and no disrespect to Steph Curry as I say this, who I also believe rec basketball, as you well know. Um, I well, hope Golden State falls down. Right. Indirectly. indirectly. But anyways, I hope Golden State falls down because that's just another three-ring circus they've created with all of this drama. Well, I mean, I, I, if they're just going to keep the same core around minus Jordan Poole, I mean, there's no way you can think that they can improve. Well, they're saying that they're hopefully with the draft picks and a couple of guys develop more. You know that thing we were talking about, that guys go I know, up Draymond, Draymond's not looking like he's getting any better, though. Very smart IQ does stuff on the court that's not in the box score. I get all of that. I'm just uh, saying. How about, how about his uh, scoring sometimes? He don't score. <laughs> there you okay. go. He looks well, afraid to shoot half the time. Okay, so what is that telling you about the team? It's more important for them to have a guy who's already got them three, four rings. He was there for three before pool. That his clout that you can actually what 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 did what did uh, what did pool say? I fucked your girlfriend or your wife? Or I don't know. Like what did he no have to knows. say? We don't know. And I don't think it'll ever come out. I hope Jordan Pool the next year when he starts press conference just comes out and spills the beans. That's this not going to happen, up. but... I don't think so either because they have a weird fraternity in the NBA about you just don't do those type of things, okay? Well, I, I mean, you shouldn't be doing that anyways. Uh, well, no, I'm kidding, but look at... I'm going to the Jalen Jalen Rose. 
He said it best. Pay attention. More people pay attention to my old Michigan guy, Jalen Rose. When this happened, he said, these two guys cannot coexist. This is absolutely insane to think that you went to war with a guy and won the battle. You would never, ever picture anyone coming at you with that type of negative aggression no matter oh, what. insane. Well, exactly. It, that was the end of the Golden State dynasty right there. I think so, too. But they're saying they're going to pull it all to go back together by shipping pools out of town. No, that. either. And I'm a Jordan Not with the way down. Denver's going. Not that the way not with the way Phoenix is going. Oh, we're, go we're going to get yeah. there in a minute. Okay, so, so Golden State, we're done talking about you. We hope that you have a worse season than you did this year. Bye-bye. Thank you. Now, the other interesting thing here is that some teams are trying to reload and Trump teams are going to rebuild. I think it's an interesting dichotomy that went on with this whole Memphis... Um, Boston Celtic, Washington, yes, Wizards. All, all this played out in a certain way. Yeah, how the, the the Clippers were originally supposed to be involved with the deal, but I mean, I'm I'm stunned with this trade by the Celtics that they were able to snag Przingis and a first round pick. I don't get that either. I think it had a lot to do with the fact that they took the Przingis salary for this year. That has to be it. But his contract is is done at the end of this year. So it'll be an opt-in, and then Boston probably won't take him because he wants $30 million unless he becomes a super unicorn. But for the short term, something had to change in Boston. So this means when they let uh, Marcus Smarco, who just signed that pretty decent contract, uh, what, the last year before the season started, that means they're freeing up money to go with Jalen Brown so they can have another run with the Jalen Brown, um, uh, Jason, Jason Tatum. Tatum, Wright, um, what's his name? Who am I forgetting? Even though Brogdon became a piece that they wanted to trade after bringing him in the free agency right. because they're starting to believe that the injuries are scaring him. So... I'm that was the whole reason why the deal fell apart with uh, they, the Clippers the in the first a, place. Yes, yeah, so, so there, there is issues there that we don't know about. However, for what shame too, Malcolm Brogdon when he was healthy, he was fantastic. Oh yeah, they, they and he was there back with in Milwaukee when they yeah. won the championship. So I thought he was, I thought he was a very serviceable part, especially on this type of team. However, what you're going to happen is at times is that what's really killed Boston is they were tough in the paint, but they couldn't score. So what did they do? They gave up some toughness for a guy Another that shooter. can shoot. But Porzingis can play in the paint. He can. I think what they're going to choose, they're going to try to get him to stay in the paint a little more because it'll open up the easy shots for him with a, with with um, with um, Brown and Tatum slashing. I mean, I hate we'll Boston, see. so I hope they fall apart. I don't really give a damn about the team, but it's interesting dichotomy of why they went that way, don't you think? Oh, for sure. You know? I mean, it's... It, this is a little bit of a dice roll, this trade. But, I, I mean, the, the first-round pick makes it a no-brainer for them, though. Oh, agreed. But uh, do you think I, there's, there's something to be salary caps? Because here's what I'm saying, too. Once Chris Paul's gone to Golden State, that, that, that money comes off the books. Mm. And with that new tax looming, the new luxury tax looming, it's making people readjust the way they're going to think already because they're thinking about two years down the road and where they're going to have. So if they have three of these max contracts... Etc. or how the balance is going to go, I don't know. But I think that if Przingis works out, you could win a championship. If he doesn't, you cut him and you got the money, correct? Yeah, for sure. You know I, mean? I mean, it's finals or bust for Boston. Championship oh, or bust, really. Oh, it's got to be. The, uh, and that being said, I think the most interesting thing that came out of all of this is what the Memphis Grizzlies did. They added a good defender. I heard somebody say, I was reading before I came in, and someone described it like this. Marcus Smart was meant to be a grizzly. 
I can set, definitely see that. Okay, now every as soon as you hear it, everyone goes, "Hey, that kind of makes sense to me." Now let's take it. Let's take it one step further. They have Jared Jackson, so that means that mm-hmm. the last two winners of the Defensive Player of the Year are now on Memphis, who are known as their solid team. Now, there's a question about Desmond Bain. Was he going to be in a deal, or is he going to go on out of town and stuff? Because I think if they let Desmond Bain go, that's going to be addition by subtraction, whatever they, that expression is going to be, because Desmond Bain is a better shooter than Marcus Smart's ever going to be. He's younger, and he's just as tenacious. So, I really believe that with if Steven Adams comes back healthy, you got Brandon Clark, and you've got Jared Jackson, that sometimes in those games, if they get a little bit of a lead, Memphis can take it home with a three-guard defensive set, so they could have Ja, Bain, and Marcus Smart Marcus on the floor, which would be pretty tenacious in a game, especially if they get the leads, if they play from the lead, which they can if they're scoring. Yep. But there's going to be also, um, does it become Marcus Smart's team in the 25 games that Jaw's gone, and then Jaw's got to come back, and they got to go through all that nonsense? No, I don't think. I don't think. I mean, Smart's a good player, but I don't think he's going to be like the guy. I think the reason that he's going is because something had to change in the dressing room, and he was the guy that was the most vocal in Boston, and the most vocal guy has now left town. You think that makes a lot more sense to me. Yeah, you know. But I mean, mean? locker room leader and on court leader are two very different things. They got to spill over at times, don't you? I agree. He's going to take some big shots, but I don't think he's going to be like the guy. I don't know. No, he's not going to be the guy. But I'm saying that even during that time. Okay, so he's Marcus Smart's probably one day going to be a coach. Okay, even with his zany hair and all that. But one thing that um, and me are we gonna get like dark blue hair now? Oh, definitely. He's got to do something. (laughs) You know what I mean? But one of the things is that um, his ability to pass and his ability to play defense and his ability to call the stuff that he calls out on the court. I think that's going to make them tighten up. It's it's an upgrade over Dylan Brooks, my Canadian boy. Yeah, even though I have to say it, but if they lose Desmond Bain, um, all bets are off on where this Memphis team's going because that. Western Conference in the NBA next year is going to be a dogfight when you look at the teams that's going to go there. Now, I have an interesting point, and I want your opinion on this, okay? They're having a tougher salary cap in the NBA because they're saying that... Um, the super teams? They're going to fight the super teams, okay? I'm going, yeah, 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 okay, I got you, but here's a little something that I've noticed lately, okay? Okay. You got Steve Ballmer running the Clippers. Do you think he gives a damn? He's building a billion-dollar goddamn arena. Do you think he cares? Oh, he don't care. Okay. Do you see the guy that just bought Phoenix? He kicked the other guy to the curb as fast as he could. What did he do within 72 hours of being with the team? Traded for Durant. Got Kevin Durant. You think this guy's going to give a damn about the money? No, but you're paying more luxury tax, which goes to the smaller teams, though. So, Well, then it doesn't matter. If you're getting rings out of it, who cares? Okay, the Lakers, I'm saying, I'm just saying. No, that, but at least the, this way, like, the smaller teams get something out of okay, it. Okay, so if, what if teams are, you know, being just ridiculous with their payroll. Well, I think that it's going to be that way because I think it's actually going to be what they're thinking about doing. I think it's going to it's going to go the other way. I think these insane owners like them, the guy that owns Atlanta, he's got way too much money. I forget what he does. The people that just bought, um, the, people that just bought the team from uh, Michael Jordan. Oh, the oh, Hornets. Yeah, yeah, the Hornets. Yeah, they're, they saw Michael Jordan's team. Those guys are saying they're going to put Charlotte on the map. So some of these Yeah, teams, but they, a lot of these teams, they're not going to go into the luxury tax like right away. Oh, I'm, I'm saying, okay, let, let's, let's, then let's be reasonable. I hope MLSC goes into the luxury tax. 
immediately. And I'm going to tell you why in a minute, because we're going to talk about uh, some selling of some parts at the end, the way as we get toward the end of our show. But um, no, I think it's going to be saying that some of the big market teams are just going to push the New Yorks and the Torontos and the Miamis to jump on that bandwagon because they're not going to let those guys get way out in front of them, mm-hmm. or even the Lakers. Because you got the money. Okay, let's put it this way. This is a toy to these guys now. This is their new toy. They've already made their billions. Yeah. They've got all their stuff. They're building arenas. Like, what can they do with their money? Sit at courtside and want a winner. So you think of, okay, now. But isn't that all the way it's always been? So I don't see how this is. Well, I'm saying that some of the owners will hold back like MLSE says, oh, suddenly well, they have I a mean, budget. Okay, and I, I mean, they've been that. doing that. They were, the only year they spent in the luxury was the Kawhi year, right? Okay, but we got the money to do it. That's why I don't understand a big city like Toronto. Okay, but there's being, uh, I don't know. I don't think this Raptors team. Let's be smart about it. If you're making money, let's put it this way. If you go to the finals, you know how much money you make? Okay, the but finals, like there's going to pay your luxury tax. Well, we can't even make the playoffs. Okay, well, if you're going to make the playoffs and you're going to make <laughs> okay, the run. then. So that's what, that's what I'm saying about being smart. You can't just like spend for the sake of spending. Otherwise, no, you're like no, the Washington because, Commanders, you know? Oh, no, it's even worse. You're the New York Mets. Hmm. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Because it's not, or you're the Toronto FC, or you're, <laughs> let me want me to keep on going because that's what we're going to do sure. a show on. Like, money doesn't change, money changes everything, good, bad, and ugly. So, what I'm saying, it also takes some very astute management to mm. align with the money that you're making, so to speak. But I can see it being a difference. You don't think, you think Balmer's going to really care, bro? This guy wants a championship. He's what, 69? Yeah. Okay, so he not living forever. The owner of the Phoenix Suns has just got a guy. He's had everything. I mean, sure, but like for every owner that's gonna be like, I don't care. There's gonna be an owner that's gonna be like, mm, I don't know. San Antonio, Indiana Pacers. Um, I don't know what the Cleveland guy's gonna do. He's got more money than money. He could jump in that bandwagon if he really wants, but he's never had the greatest owner. He's he's always been money. He's a. He's he always guy. had a little tight. Yes, he's always <laughs> been that way there. So I can't see him being there. I can't see. Um, who am I thinking of on the West Coast? New Orleans is doesn't have a. The, the, they're no, don't have a money base to that. Philadelphia has the money to do it. Philadelphia would make sense. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like some of those, like a big American team. Yeah. Houston's got the money. Yeah, once they've got they, the ownership. Well, I mean, they, they, they got, got everything a bit to go before they. But they don't. Yeah, but I'm saying tax. exactly because what they did is they ran off the cliff with the team. Because remember they had that team with Chris Paul and James uh, Harden, and they were right there. Yeah. They had them down three one and fell apart, and then all of a left town and everything went off the cliff. So, but at the time the money was there, and they were putting out money for luxury tax to keep that team riding because they thought they were going right. to go for a championship. You know what I mean? Well, we're gonna have to wait and see. Yeah. So I want to ask. So you want to bring up Zion in yes. our uh, meeting? Yes. So you think he's in, getting traded this offseason? To tell you the truth, I thought he was going to be traded last night. I'm actually quite shocked because one of the developments that went Really? Up, you thought he was going to get traded oh, at the Oh, yeah, draft. 100%. I thought he was going to be gone wow. last night. If we had a show there before, I would have said now. I'm going to look at it this way. Here's what got going on. The most, another, I'm glad you brought that up because there's a, a, another set of dominoes that fell in the NBA last night, and I was in the draft. I'm of the belief that this Scoot Henderson guy is going to be a star. Okay, I've seen enough of him, heard enough of him, heard about his work ethic, heard about this guy. I'm starting to believe that this could be like, okay, if you go back a few years and you had to draft all over again. Now, we're not going to say nothing about Wambayana. That guy's one in a zillion. Yeah, unicorn. The unicorn. But the next two picks after that, they took Brandon Miller from um, Alabama over Scoot, which means Damian Lillard has got Scoot in Portland. How's that going to work? In this respect, they both play the same style of ball. 
How are they going to learn to handle the ball? Is it going to be Lillard's Scoot- time to leave town and they have a complete rebuild in, in, in Portland? Because I think Scoot is going to be like a team. Like, you're going to ride your yeah. – on one day, he's going to be a guy. Like one of those sure. guys. <laughs> I mean, but, like, I, I think it's going to be more so, especially this year, that Scoot's going to be, like, the understudy. He's going to be there with, like, the second team. I, I don't I, I don't think he's going to start many games. Um, Damon, I could be wrong. Oh, okay. I, okay, I'm not going to argue with that. I'm going to argue it from this perspective. Damian Lillard is now 32. Yeah. Going on 33. By Christmas, he'll be 33. This guy's one of my favorite players in the league. I like his game. I like the fact that he was dedicated to the Portland Trailer Loyal Blazers. to a fault. Oh, to a fault. Now it's going to be, do you want to be a Charles Barkley? No, no shame in being a Charles Barkley. Okay, but even Barkley admitted he tried to make a little move toward the end to see if he could get that elusive ring, which he didn't oh, get. Oh yeah, yeah, signing in Houston. We yes, all know. Yeah. Yes. Okay, we know that. That just that was a disaster in the making. But let's put it this way: there's going to be teams around the league that Damon could jump on him. One's called the Toronto Raptors because I really thought that what's going to happen is I thought that Siakam was going to maybe be act. I, the two things oh, okay. I thought so last I'm, I'm night. I'm glad you brought up Siakam. I thought the two the two things I thought I thought Siakam might be going there, but I heard Siakam's crying now. He wants to stay in town. Yeah. Okay. He's saying he's not going to sign an extension with a team that trades for him. That yeah, that's what I'm. That's 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 heavy duty, man. Because I'm going to come right back to Toronto. <laughs> you know. What I, I don't mean? know. I don't know what to think. Of, like I mean. My mind immediately goes to this is a bitch move by Siakam. And what did I say? The reason to get rid of him in the first place is? Well, he's a bitch. Well, there you go. So, listen, now they're saying Portland's deal that that maybe went off the table because the thing is I heard Masai was sneaking that bit drop down. Oh, for the number three pick. Yeah, and because they were thinking. Portland had no interest in OG or Siakam to make that deal work, though, from what I heard. Really, I I heard they wanted more though. The thing is, they wanted they well, wanted Anobi was in on it, but then I heard that they kept trying to go. They wanted to put Siakam at the front of the trade. Portland wanted to put an Obi at the front of the trade. Now I'm on record as saying this. And I'm going to take this to the bank. As soon as you get rid of a guy like an Obi, you want a yeah, guy you're like looking an for another He's guy. just that guy. He does all that stuff. That he like I said, my favorite expression of tonight is, "You don't always see it in the box score." Maybe that should be the end, the name of the show. Even all the things that we talk about that are not in the box score, yeah. but that affect the game, and that is one of them. But I was hoping that we would. But um, the Zion situation is this. The guy's played 100 and what games in four years? Was it like 140, something like that? Out of a possible 300, and yeah, I don't like know. Yeah, like a possible like three, 320 or whatever. Whatever it is, yeah. okay, 350. Um, when all the sports shows have been ducking us like crazy, we're not. Let's go right to the dirt. He likes uh, the hose. Right to the hose, okay? <laughs> and when the hose are there in a, in a team like the New Orleans Pelicans... Who are ridden, whose owner is, I don't even know, I think he's a church-going guy, come to think about it. But, I mean, they're that old-school, top-of-the-line. He's not like a um, Mark Cuban or one of those kind of guys. He's more like an old, like, play basketball. It's the way it's supposed to be played. Mm-hmm. Church on a, town on a Saturday, church on a Sunday. Word around the campfire is Charlotte's going no. And this girl's already saying she's going to release a sex tape to embarrass the New Orleans Pelicans because we don't need a man like this in New Orleans. What? There's not another guy in New Orleans that has three girlfriends? No, I mean. Come on. The irony here is this woman's also embarrassing herself, but. Hugely. And what's her profession, by the way? She's like an OnlyFans or. I don't need. I, I can't. This drama is porn like, star. Yeah. Okay. Whatever you want to call her, urban ballet specialist. <laughs> whatever you want to say. Well, and Zion knocked up a porn star too, right? Exactly. Yeah, so so, he has a type, is what we're saying. 
In any event, I think it's really a drag. I mean, it's great for thing because my wife watches TMZ and I can't stand that she even puts that show on. <laughs> Zion made TMZ. So when you're the new oh, when, Orleans I, when Pelicans, athletes make TMZ, it's never a good thing. There you go. So what are you going to do with this guy now? He's due to sign a max contract. Mm. Okay, this is this is after this series. Now he's eligible to sign a max contract. Are you signing Zion Williamson for a max contract right now? He might have a third baby mama by Christmas. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know what? Him. Zion, you're just going to say, Zion, listen. <laughs> Your personal life is your personal life, and I I don't I, and and I, I think that on all the sports shows I watch, a number of them, I know that Tony Kornheiser is ready to bust out my third uh, reference to him about saying, "Come on, people, what do we got here? Come on, people, what do you got here?" That's way his way of saying is like, yeah. "Okay, we're not spilling the dirt, but the, the dirt's the reason we're not." There's two things: it's either the dirt or the money. Yeah. You always chase the dirt or the money. You're going to find the story here. So my opinion about Zion, he's out of New Orleans the first day. And that's crazy, too, because New Orleans, they were first place in the West when he was healthy early in the yes, season. Yes, he was, and they still got a solid team. So if they do decide to trade him, they're going to get a, uh, something for him. Now it's after the, the deadline. Are so they, they going to be good enough to compete, though? Oh, no, that's they were solid this year. They could have used another player. Remember, they were close. Yeah. They won the first play game, lost the second one. Okay, so they can be competitive. So if they do trade him, what are they going to get? They're going to they want have, assets. No, no, they lost the first. Uh, they lost their play-in games. They didn't, yeah, but they won one, lost the other. Remember, no, 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 two, no, 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 because um, or they lose right off. Yeah, because uh, it was a great game. I remember whoever they played because they would have had. Hold to on, play who's, Miami. The, who's the seven seed in uh, in who played Miami lost the first oh, game. Oh no, 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 because so they 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 lost their first uh, the first game to OKC. Then they lost that play in game because the the other one was L A versus Minnesota. L A won that, and then Minnesota beat OKC. Is, is New Orleans on the west? Yeah. I thought they were on the east. No, they're west. So Memphis is on the west too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. So that's how it went there. But anyway, I, I think that New Orleans still, they, like that, that, that kind of screwed up at the end because when you have a component that large on your team that helps that much and you take it out, of course, the engine's not going to run as good. Mm -hmm. We know that. But I'm saying Zion's going out of town. What are the possible landing spots for this guy? Everywhere? <laughs> why, why limit it at one or that's, two? Or... I, I heard a couple of baseball, I mean, basketball guys who are very, very, and that's when you when you, when you got done PVR, you just it's go It's just all about forward. who's got the cap space, I feel like. I think that somebody would uh, bend the, would play a little tax to get him in the straight. This guy could be a generational player. I don't think he will be because I think the wear and tear on his knees. Yeah. I'm really believing that's already shown it's going to be this far. But then Can again, he stay in shape, too? Well, that's one of the other reasons that the New Orleans is not impressed with this guy because sometimes not just the the um, the baby mamas, but his off-field work ethic. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Sometimes he misses the freaking uh, rehab, but he doesn't miss the KFC. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So that never balances his way out. So it's going to be an interesting... Way to go, because I still think that, that uh, Zion could be... He's great to watch. He's good for the game. You know what I mean? Can we get rid of the dirt? And I hope we never have to bring it up again. And I hope he has seven girlfriends. It doesn't matter to me. If he win in championships, who cares? All the stuff that's gone on... Well, it sports becomes a sports. problem when it's a distraction. And that's exactly what it is. You know what it is? But I'm going to let you, before the show, we're winding down here really quickly. Yes. But there's one thing I'm going to let you lead with this here, and that's what we said on The House That Happens. We're going to keep... Um, 
everybody on forum on a sport that everybody doesn't pay attention to as much as they can and i'm extremely new to the table i'm almost like what it's you growing my, but yes it is but my my rookie thing is and we have to bring up what has ha- going on in formula one in the last three races with the red bull team and mr max verstappen yeah so not only did uh, max win the last three races he led every lap <laughs> that's that's I wish I'm try, all the time when I knew we were going to talk about this I was trying to find an analogy in another sport to talk about how we can compare this dominance. This uh, is like winning eighteen nothing in baseball. <laughs> I don't know. This is like this because you, you have. This is like winning ten. This is like sweeping a series in baseball, winning all three games ten nothing. Okay, uh, that, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll like that. Okay, so here here's what fascinates me. Eighteen months ago, or more just over a year ago. Someone would have said a bunch of guys won, won, won a bunch of laps. I would have said, yeah, okay. Kind of like I talk about the MLLC. You know what I'm saying? I mean about MLS. the MLS, okay? But now when I see like the actual and, – and let me tell you one thing. People are, oh, they drive around in circles, right? Yeah. Or they drive around on a track, right? You get in that car and you get up to about 300 clicks and you tell me what you're going to do in that car. Oh, I guarantee if you turned off all the assists on the video game, you'd still have trouble. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. And yeah. not only that, let's get this much. He, which was people really have forgotten about this. He maintained his composure because my buddy was up there. A lot of people didn't go to the qualifying because the weather was so bad. Remember? Oh, yeah. The weather was atrocious. The track was slippery and he still came out with what? His freaking pole position. Mm -hmm. Um, Is this a potential to be one of the greatest seasons in the history of Formula One for a driver? I mean, it's definitely shaping up to be one of the most dominant seasons of all time. I of would all say, time, so. is that because yeah. I know you're you're our authority on that? I would like to look. I know, that but up. I mean, like Hamilton's had uh, some seasons like that. Vettel, I want to say, had two like really dominant seasons when he was with Red Bull. Um, I mean, 2004 Ferrari still is, I think, the crown jewel. Where do you know the? Have I told you the story about yeah, the, the, they, where like they 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 were testing the car? They were like, "This is so ridiculously fast." They're like they thought they did something wrong, so they took the whole thing apart, put it back together, and like, oh no, the cars is just that good. Oh well, that, <laughs> no, I heard that. And that was the last year of the V10s, which was the greatest F1 era, best sounding cars. Yeah, could go they, on forever. Okay, I, someone else told me about that too, and it was really funny because um, I forgot to tell you this: is I was watching the race after coming off the golf course, and I was with a young lady who, my God, she was talking about it, and here's the humor in it: I was talking to her back about what I knew and asking questions and blah, blah, blah. And my oldest son was beside me and my oldest son looked at me and said, uh, hold it, dad, wait a second. <laughs> how, you just said the guy's name and you just said the track. What the hell do you know? How, no, he says, how do you know about this stuff? I said, son, it's very interesting if you're going about it. But here, here's the catches, okay? <laughs> my buddy, and I, I thought this was hilarious. Is this the serious F1 fans know this, okay? So I'm telling my buddy at work who went to the track. He went to the to the Grand Prix of Montreal. Yeah. He's gone the last eight years. He's, he won't drag me one year. I said, we'll talk about it. So anyways, I said, it was interesting because I'm telling you the story about this girl. And he goes, oh, and she likes so-and-so. And she said, oh, she doesn't like Max Verstappen because he's this and that. And I said, um, I, said I really like Alonzo. I said, for some reason, I like Alonzo. And I said, she doesn't even like Alonzo. Oh, and boy. And then he said... Oh, she must be a Lewis Hamilton fan. And I said, she absolutely loves the guy. And he goes, that makes sense to me because yeah. I don't know all the history like you guys would know. But he just said out of the top of his thing, he goes, this chick sounds like a Lewis Hamilton fan. 
I go, oh my God, she bows at his altar. I said, how do you know? And he goes, if you know the history of the game, if she's talking shit about this guy, this guy, and this guy, then this is her boy. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? But in any event, now that I'm like, I want to bring up Lewis Hamilton because he's found his way back to the podium. Oh, yeah. The last couple of races. He's having a pretty good season. He's coming back slowly. I mean, the just the discrepancy between the Red Bull and the Mercedes, I wonder if... You'll have the opportunity to win a race this year. I'm going to lean towards no. I'm going to lean towards no, too. Yeah. But the fact that he's still a crafty driver. Yeah. And that he slipped on one of the races I didn't even think he was going to. And he started, what, six? Yeah. You know what I mean? He still made the podium. You know what I mean? I oh, he's got his composure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is amazing. And I really think it's good that we're sitting here talking about an absolutely amazing sporting accomplishment that is as great as the big four we watch all the time or a ufc or anything mm-hmm. a man leading every lap in a formula one race for three races in a row my god amazing but in any event i heard you got a couple things you'd like to say yeah uh well uh, a couple more things before we had to uh what you're alluding to but uh, inter miami messi's new squad signed a couple more players angle di maria uh messi's fellow Argentine, another winger, another star, and then they're signing Sergio Busquets, who was Messi's former teammate in uh, FC Barcelona. So what? He's got drinking buddies. <laughs> He's got... Until they're These on the are field. good players, though. Listen, you know what I'm really skeptical of? What? We're going we're gonna, to we're, we're gonna, we're gonna take a little section out of the next show and just to tr- discuss Toronto FC and the incompetence that is. Have they won a game yet? No, they won a game since we talked, right? I think they've won like two or three. But they lost, they lost their game this week. It won't be anymore, but at the start of the season, they were the highest salaried team in the MLS. The, the number one most paid teams. Doesn't that mean in most sports you at least compete? Yeah. <laughs> compete. You're competing. I'm not saying Somehow, you're Somehow, though, Toronto FC is still in playoff contention, I guess just because the Eastern Conference and the MLS is just so pathetic. And there's just, it's become, you know. But it, the way it's going, they're going to like, even if they do make it, because there is the play in in MLS for the final, for the eighth and final seed for the playoffs. They're probably going to get their asses for that spot. That, that's well, what the league did. That's, I was going to say they're going to. That's gonna, a FIFA rule. Okay, because you're so good and we screwed up, we'll get one more chance. <laughs> okay, that's not even. It's not even a FIFA thing. This is a North American thing. It's horrible. When I hear shit like this, this is like the play-in. Yeah. In the NBA, I'm kind of, I'm still not. I think that's the way to go though with the the, the sports. You want the drama. Oh yeah, 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 the drama. But you know, before I let you say anything else, we we should say this, which we would be: we are Shuey's Bar and Grill, the only place to be in suburban Etobicoke, voted four times. Best dive bar in the GTA. Some people say the best in Ontario. You may have heard me say that before. But now they have reached the status of being one of the number one tailgate party bars for the only championship team in the GTA. Congratulations on your opening season beatdown of the dreaded Hamilton Tiger Cats. Congratulations, Argos. I got, yes. uh, I got to look at those uh, replica rings that they got. Those are pretty nice. Uniforms were horrible. <laughs> Did you see those uniforms? Was the baby blues they were wearing? Oh, or? my God. Come on. Stop with that baby blue shit. What is uh, that speaking of MLSC, Larry Tannenbaum is going to be sell- selling his share. I want to ask you a question. Is that pushing out the old school? Or is he just uh, cashing in now? Because he's, he's old. Larry's what? He's late 70s, isn't Yeah, he? he's getting up there. I say it's pushing him out. He's one of those guys that he's like a, a, a Stavros or a, a Ballard. They want that job till they die. But he doesn't have the clout he used to. Look at, he wanted to look at, here's the telltale sign. 
he wanted to keep Dubas. He put a contract on the table, remember? Yep. And what happened? The wigs upstairs said, oh, man, get out of the way. Larry, we love you. I think he's great for the city of Toronto and all of his uh, dedicated. He, who was the one they handed the trophy to when the, when the Raptors won the championship? NTFC. He was the first and one. And who were the one he was home to? We don't have that guy in the city no more. Who's going to be for the other teams? Because we're just going to be a corporate entity that that will never yeah, be transparent I, I, about the money. And as long as we keep showing up at their goddamn arenas, maybe we're never going to win. So Toronto FC, get your shit together. Uh, MLSC, get your shit. Can we just sell to like a billionaire? Let's just have like one face instead of these corporate faceless entities. What are Saudis? <laughs> <laughs> maybe if the NHL gets rid of their uh, salary cap, okay. we can discuss that. But okay. um one thing I have to address is the uh, outrage, especially we're seeing on Twitter right now over the NHL banning teams from wearing different uniforms in their pregame warm-up. No more hockey fights cancer, military night, or indige indigenous jerseys, but let's be real. This is all about the pride jerseys that there's this outrage about, right? 100%. 100%. There's something inherently homophobic about male sports in North America. Let's be real. I'm not going to deny that. I'm uh, not going to deny it. There's, but there's also this <laughs> weird homoerotic tinge. You know, you think of like the locker rooms and the showers. I don't know if the homophobia comes from there, the shame or what. I'm not, I wasn't a jock. I'm not going to speculate on, on that. I'm not going to break that down. 100%. But if you think I'm off base here, some of the most homophobic things you'll hear are on the ice rink. 100%. 100%. I'm, I'm a libertarian. If you're gay... Great, live your best life. I don't care. However, if you don't like gay people, <laughs> there's nothing you can do or I can do to change that. Correct? I agree. I agree, which frankly, is unfortunate. It is unfortunate, but frankly, it's just not worth getting angry over the things you have no control over. However, right. I think James Reimer and Eric and Mark Stahl are cowards for hiding behind their religion when deciding not to wear the pride uniforms, but I still believe they should have that choice. Yep, yep. Maybe the NHL screwed up by not giving the players the choice, but the decision has been made, and we, the fans, can't change that. Mm -hmm. If you really are outraged and want to send a message to the league they don't like this decision, there's one thing you can do. Stop watching. 100%. Very good point. I'm not calling for a boycott. Nope. But if you claim to be this ally and you want to stand up for against oppression, stop watching. Mm -hmm. Do you really think the NHL or anyone in this world cares about you or your 15 seconds of outrage? No. Nope. You know why? Because you're coming right back, your 250 a year for your NHL Live or your cable package or whatever it costs to gain access. On October 12th, when the Maple Leafs open the season in Montreal, you'll be there. 100%. In late April, when the Stanley Cup playoffs start, you'll be there. And guess what? You'll be there in a week's time when free agency opens. Mm -hmm. If you're going to stand on your soapbox and act all high and mighty, note the very thing you're going back to is just full of the thing you claim is intolerable. A hundred percent. Very, very well said. So as that's been said, I just want to say the house that happens hopes that everybody here that's in town from all corners of the world to celebrate Pride this weekend. Be safe, be fun, but everybody have respect for everybody else. Absolutely. That was a great little soliloquy. I'm going to be telling my friends to tune into that. That was great. That's just the way it is, and nobody wants to admit it. <laughs> no. But here at the house, it happens. We're, we're going to agree with it. I think that there's going to be some financial 
repercussions for some little groups that are going to be affected by this, which is unfortunate. Mm -hmm. However, well, well the, the teams are still going to have their pride nights. So there just won't be the jerseys that they're going to be wearing. They still might auction them off. I imagine they probably still will. You know, in my lifetime, I thought this would be normal by now. I really did. I think that there's a lot of weird pendulum swinging, and I don't want to go there because I come yeah. from a house where equal is equal. I was fortunate enough of just to sign up really quickly where my mom was white as snow, my dad was black as night, and when they started doing this, this was in the early 60s when it wasn't a mm -hmm. fad. So I grew up in a household where equality and tolerance and respect were on the table every day and I thought it was very eloquent that the way you ended the show to do that so I'm going to shut up and let everybody remember that because it was really really cool and as I said uh, have a good time all everybody in the pride world this weekend and if you're not please enjoy the weekend anyway summer is upon us is there anything else like you get shout out about no I think you said there perfectly just stay safe and be happy people and as I go, I hope I see a regular co combination playing second base and, and shortstop for the Toronto Blue Jays before it's too late. I just wanted to let you know, hi, my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. And this is the house that happens where we keep the vibe alive.